0: Let's make it. Hi, man. Hello, hello. How are you, How are doing? you? <laughs> Everything good? Yeah. How do you like and the Bali? Yeah, it's good. It's nice. Yeah. I think the only downside here is like that you're a little bit outside and far from everything. But just living here, being here, I mean, you can see around us, it's, everything is green, good vibes, good food. So. Good food? <laughs> good food, yeah. Bali Even Bali. though, <laughs> even though uh, me and my friends already got the Bali belly, but I think everybody has this experience once but like the food is you know good here like tasty so yeah it's nice and good crypto community like i was really surprised like when i came here um but yeah you know now we have atom bali here i think it's a good first step maybe to also onboard new people into crypto new people into cosmos and just meet people that are already in cosmos so i'm happy to be here meet you and the rest of the the bali community here
1: yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the good point to like meet like yeah. meet uh, crypto people, meet uh, some somebody new, and um, uh, let's speak a little bit about you. You started from from the scratch in Cosmos. Why you decided to uh, make your like I would say career, but it's something like yeah.
0: No, I think uh, when I learned about Cosmos first, I was already in crypto for three years, and I you know did everything. I I was chasing uh, ICOs. I lost a lot of money. I tried different things out, but I I gained real experience in the industry. And for me, it was always the spirit that there's not going to be one coin or one chain that dominates everything. I think I always thought about uh, this concept of interoperability. And so when I learned about Cosmos, like in late 2020, it really clicked for me. Like, this is really like... something different like a new vision a new approach to crypto so that's how i got into it very organically and then really it was the community of developers and people that really made me stay in this ecosystem right like jack sample zaki even sunny like those people in the very early days like they were super excited to to talk with me to do interviews with me so I never really, I never woke up and said, today I want to start covering Cosmos for the rest (laughs) of my life. It was very organic. And now we're here. Um, A lot of things have come out of this. You know, the validator arm, Cosmoverse, the conference, the content with CryptoCito. But yeah, I think what I did is only possible in Cosmos because it's a very bottom-up ecosystem. There's not one organization that runs everything. And yeah, so that journey was really organic and natural. Um... And yeah, now I'm happy to how it all came together, obviously. How how you started to make these
1: conferences as Cosmoverse?
0: Yeah, so that was... um, I've been doing a lot of events before Cosmoverse. So I lived in China actually for two years. And I started uh, Crypto Mondays Shanghai back then in 2018, 2019. Sorry um, for
1: interrupting. So you was in crypto before uh, you started your CryptoCito YouTube yes, channel.
0: Yes, yes. I was, I got into crypto in 2017, in early 2017. And I started CryptoCito in uh, April of 2020. So three years later. Uh, where are you from originally? Germany. Germany. Yeah. But
1: why are you uh, staying in Asia? or yeah, I don't uh, like, know. A- around I, was the always,
0: earth, I was always exotic. like Because <laughs> usually it's very German to like, You go to school, you go to study, and then you work in like a big company. Um, And before I got into um, university, I actually worked in uh, Mercedes-Benz because that's from my hometown. Um, But I never liked the corporate world, so I always wanted to do something exotic. I always loved traveling. So pretty much since 2012, I've been traveling around the world. And I lived in China back then. Then I moved back to China in 2018 to, to study there as like an exchange year. Um, and that's where I started doing events, because I really that's how I got onboarded into crypto is like through physical events. And um, that's why I really believe in that, right? Because you immediately meet people, you learn from them, like you have a face to, to a coin, right? Like if you scroll through CoinGecko, like you only see a cryptocurrency that goes up and down. Yeah. But if you go to an event, you see the person that's working on that, the, the developers, the marketers, the business development people. So that's really how i learned then i also got my first job in crypto and like i could see okay this is like an actual industry and not just uh coins going up and down um but yeah and then the whole events thing came together because i love going to events and then i started to organize events and cosmoverse was just a mix of like my previous experience Um, at that time i lived in lisbon and i saw like a lot of events are starting to pop up Solana, um, Break, Breakpoint, Avalanche House, ETH Lisbon, Liscon, but nothing for Cosmos. So I really wanted to do something. At the same time, I met three guys that are now the co-founders also of Cosmos, And I am like, guys, let's do this together. Um, I obviously can't do it alone. It's um, something that requires a lot of work. And we immediately got support from, you know, people like Sunny, Zaki, like the core people in Cosmos. So that's how Cosmos came together, like very natural and organic. Um, and yeah, now three years later, it's like the biggest conference in Cosmos. Um, and yeah, that's that's the origin story. Uh,
1: so, you started uh, like also these conferences from the scratch, but you already uh, got some experience from your previous. Yeah. Uh, and what was the like most challenging thing to host
0: your first uh, Cosmoverse event? Mm, That's a good question, yeah. Because the the, the first conference um, was very short notice, so... um, And sorry, where it was? In Lisbon, in Portugal, yeah. But it was very short notice. Uh, We literally, from the moment the idea came up until the event was like six weeks or seven weeks, And initially, we just wanted to make like a a meetup like this today, you know, just meet up like 50, 60 people in a bar or something. Um, But it it grew so much, so fast, that the most challenging part was really to just structure everything, like the logistics, the production. Like doing these type of events like requires so much coordination because it's a two-day event with 700 people, like the first one. So you need to make sure everyone is on the spot at the right time the hotel you know where we hosted the event they need to be briefed about everything the whole sequence the moderator um, the speakers like everything needs to be perfect right so that was very challenging but you know we have a very strong team so everybody was super passionate about it and the second thing was obviously um funding because Cosmos is entirely unfunded we don't have any money like treasury um we don't have any investors so we really took on like this this existential risk in the first event and that only worked because first of all myself and then also um sunny and actually dima from cyber they verbally said like guys if you get into like financial trouble like we'll we'll help you so they gave us this, this confidence to say okay we can do this um even if we're losing money like we have people that would help us to, to cover some of the expenses. Um, in the end of the day, we lost some money, but um, that was all right because it wasn't that much, so it was okay. But yeah, that was really a challenging part. It's like the production and logistics and the, the funding. And uh, from your
1: perspective, you got the success of these first conferences. Was it successful or
0: not? Yeah, the first Cosmos was huge success because it was also the first time after COVID that everybody came together. Um, and then out of this, you know, like a lot of ideas came up, like, I think at the first Cosmos, um, the decision to, for example, to remove the Gravity Dex from the Cosmos Hub and make it its own chain, which is now Crescent, was decided at Cosmoverse. agorix IST stablecoin was an idea that came out of Cosmoverse. Um, Chorus One's, uh, or Quicksilver, which, has close ties to Cosmos to One. Those are like, and we saw like this is not just an event for people, but big decisions are being taken at, at the conference. Um, and even conferences like Gateway, like that attended Cosmos One and they're like, you know, the Rockaway team were like, this is so cool. Like we would like to do something like this in Prague. So this is how Gateway started, right? So a lot of good things came out of the first Cosmos event. Um, the second one even more so because it was just double the size one more day we had a hackathon we had 1400 people there um, so yeah you know up until today i think a lot of conversations that were started at customers um, are are relevant and also even these events now we're just looking into it um before you guys came is um, we already did 12 Atom City events or Atom XYZ events around the world. What, from like what, what, what is it? So those are like, you know, today, like Atom Bali, we have these like smaller local events where it's more for networking purposes. Um, we did it in, in Dubai, we did it in Istanbul, Lisbon, Berlin, in, um, in the Dominican Republic, in India. Like those are smaller satellite events that eventually could turn into something bigger, right? Yeah. If you think about, for example, uh, East Denver is maybe even bigger than Defcon itself. Like it's a huge event, right? Yeah. So that's what we we're trying to do with this event series. and like you know today we have 80 people registering for Atom Bali, which I think people, if they think of Bali, they only think of chilling and surfing and nothing else. But Bali has four million people, and there's a huge crypto community here. A lot of validators, a lot of international crypto people that are based here, that are traveling through. So I think those events really help. Um, and yeah, that's that's really the the, the value. Uh, have you already heard about the regulation in crypto
1: sphere on Bali? Uh, no, not really, not really. But I heard that it's like very very uh like open for uh, yeah. something new and the government is open for the crypto and they already regulate it it's not a um like so you could like pay taxes like in a very simple way yeah. so um what about the uh current situation with the customers uh we will have a customers in turkey right yes in istanbul
0: yeah. So the conference will be um, the first October week in Istanbul, Turkey, which is one of the most important crypto markets in the world. Um, uh, uh, Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Like but why? Because I mean they have a very, very big crypto population. So many, many people that are in crypto, but they have very low awareness of Cosmos. So in Turkey, everybody is, um, if you go on the street and you ask like people, especially like our age, younger people, like, do you know crypto, do you have crypto? I think 8 out of 10 people in our age would say they own crypto, they trade crypto, they have part of their life savings in crypto. Because the Turkish Lira is uh, highly inflationary, Um, I think it's inflated uh, 70% in the last 8 months alone. So... Maybe more. Maybe more, yeah. Um, So if you look at those countries like Turkey, Argentina, even Venezuela or Colombia, we had last year Cosmoverse, very high inflation people have to look for alternatives. Yeah, to, to hedge their uh, funds. Yes, to, to hedge their funds. And it's not just inflation, it's also capital controls, which is maybe even more important. Because some of these uh, governments, they just force you to to, um, to use the national currency to transact. And if you want to send money abroad, you're not allowed. So the only escape from this is actually crypto. Because banks can freeze your money, they can, they can tell you, oh, you can't swap it to to USD or to any other fiat currency. I want to
1: add here: it's not only about escaping the loss and other; it's just a uh, need of people to transfer yeah. money to exactly, their yeah. parents and others.
0: Yeah, exactly. So with with the fiat system, that's not possible. But with crypto, it's possible, and that's why you see in you know those countries that I mentioned, the adoption for crypto is very high. Um, And that's why Turkey this year, um, and like I said, Avalanche and Binance are the biggest ecosystems there. They do a lot of on-ground developer recruitment, events, education, workshops. But for Cosmos, there's nothing there. So that's why we're trying to fix it this year and turn Istanbul into a a Cosmos hub, basically.
1: So, uh, last question about the conferences. Do you think uh do we need more conferences like local events or other in case of cosmos ecosystem
0: yeah i think it's not necessarily only about doing more but i think it's also about being strategic and like being able to reach a new audience because i see a lot of people they, they think oh you know it's very it's easy to make an event um but if you end up just having the same people at the same event all the time like there's no value add. So I think what's really more important is to, to reach a new audience, to onboard new developers, to educate them, and then also have a next step, like, okay, if you're interested in that, I have a network of people, like maybe I can connect you with this guy or that girl or whatever, or this project, right? So I think there really needs to be a very strategic plan to like, what's the purpose of doing events? Because just doing these events is nice and like, we can all hang out, we can meet each other, but if you just meet the same people over and over, it's like there's no value, you know? Yeah, yeah, I see. So there needs to be a plan to, like, grow it, reach new audiences. and Yeah, to make, like, sustainable growth for the, exactly, yeah. For the
1: sphere, yeah. And uh, I got one more question about uh, the conferences. What was the first person you was impressed uh, about, uh, about this person in uh, some kind of conferences you already made? That's a
0: very good question. You mean, like person that I was impressed yeah, 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 that you're... I met in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's a very good question. Um, for me...
1: It's not a sponsored question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for me, I mean, <laughs> there's different ways to, like, be impressed. Like, for me, meeting uh, Jack Zempelin was, like, a big honor because Jack was also the person that got me into Cosmos, like, took the time two and a half years ago when I had no followers, no subscribers, like, to explain me what is IBC. Um, So meeting Jack was a big honor. Meeting Ethan Buckman, the co-founder of Cosmos, was a big honor. Um, And also, you know, know, we're we're in Bali now, so the the cyber team is based here. Uh, Meeting Dima and Valerie for the first time um, was very impressive, at least. (laughs) They're just crazy guys, but in a positive way. Um, But yeah, I would say uh, Jack and and Ethan definitely um, stand out. Okay, good
1: um let's speak a little bit about your uh validator and stuff you are doing uh, except of making conferences so yeah. uh, you started your own validator but firstly you was uh, just like you know youtuber why yeah. you decided to start your like validation
0: uh yeah business? um we started this um and this was also the result of like me being in crypto for many years Um, I knew two people, uh, friends of mine before that I knew that are running validators and like the the technical side of things because I'm not technical myself. So when I got into Cosmos, um, shortly after, like five or six months later, I saw that, um, and I was learning about proof of stake and like how Tenement works and how app chains work. So I saw, and I, I really believe also in proof of stake back then, and I saw that Tenement, which is now... Ignite. Um, But back then, Tendermint Inc., that they have like a quarterly redelegation program. And I thought, why not apply there? You know, like um, this could be something interesting. It's also like, I think, important to always have different roles in crypto to not just be an investor, but also a validator, conference organizer, maybe work in a team, work in a fund, talk to engineers, to like get different perspectives on the industry. And I see it
1: was organic.
0: It yes it was like yeah. an
1: organic way step by step you yes. like uh made
0: new blocks on yourself yes yeah exactly yeah um but i was very lucky to be honest because we just applied so i assembled a team uh, with uh, two of my co-founders now mm-hmm. uh, and we just like let's let's give it a shot you know like um, we're passionate about this um let's let's apply so we applied for it and then i think a month later i already like forgot about it but a month later they're like yeah we 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 delegate to you and you're an active set now and i was like freaking out so that was the start of steaksito and then we kept on adding more and more chains we're obviously very early with osmosis uh, juno we're in the genesis for like many many chains um, even upcoming ones like say network celestia so it's been a crazy journey but i think um we also managed to grow the team we focus a lot on governance now um the team is now six people so yeah it's it's a very cool um journey it's very i mean you guys know you're yeah we know (laughs) um you always have to be alert because this is never off it's 24 7. um a couple of months ago we had this incident with fmos unfortunately where we got slashed um but and uh, yeah, it's but, very but you
1: did like compensation for yeah. all
0: that. Yeah, of course we did a compensation, but it was like eighty four thousand dollars. I mean, that was a very tough pill uh, pill to swallow in a bear market. Uh, more more specifically, but it was it's a learning curve, you know. Like we're Um, we're doing our best to add value, especially from the governance side, but also more and more from the technical side. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges, which also I'm sure you know, is like growing the team and hiring the right people. Um, Because it's very hard to find people that even understand what all this is, like how does validating even work? Um, And then also to be aligned with with your vision, right? Yeah, and you have to trust them. You have to trust them, yeah. And you also have to like see because obviously crypto is so volatile like if one coin is in a bull run and your newly recruited team member sees how much money this is making you know as soon as money is involved like you really see who that person is so I think it's super important as a validator to like onboard trustworthy people I think trust is the most important Um, but yeah it's it's all it's all uh, a good learning experience and I think validators are um, oftentimes underrated from the broader community because they don't know how much is behind all that. And like, you have to have an organization, you have to pay taxes somewhere, you have to pay operational expenses. Like, it's not just like, okay, the validator revenue is my money. Like, so much more behind this, so much work.
1: You have to pay for infrastructure, you have to pay for some kind of expenses, You, as you said, taxes, salaries, and other stuff. And yeah. maybe you like, and you also have to uh, pay also for making something new, like a, you know, like a venture investment yeah. for for new coins, for new some ideas to develop something new, to buy stuff for your videos, yeah. especially
0: and. But yeah, and also I think right now in this market, like most validators are, are running at a loss at many chains, right? So you put in all this work and you're still maintaining everything. You're always up to date with all the up- upgrades, governance, which in Cosmos is like very dramatic also sometimes. And then you're even running at a loss, like not even without without even salaries included. So yeah, it's not, a, it's not an easy, easy business in that sense. But I think validators also feel like we're part of something, right? Like, we're creating blocks on Atom. Like, that's cool. We're securing a $3 billion chain. Like, I think it's also some sort of, like, skin in the game that we have and and pride that we are part of this. Um, And I think many of us, they see the long-term vision of the chains that we're validating on, right? So, yeah. And as you said, uh, you had a, like
1: appeal to swallow in yeah. case of uh, Evmos and yeah. it is also the thing as of, um, that shows your mm. your reputation yeah so it's like a, not only like just to give uh, give uh, give back uh, sorry so, we have uh, made it uh, it is uh, some kind of you making a, not only a, like give money back but you also like prove your reputation that you are that people could trust you yeah and like as a validator you have to uh keep it in mind that Mm. some kind of things might happen and you have to like make the this like decision and it's great that you did
0: this way uh, yeah, I mean it was good but I remember like it was very horrible like for us obviously and like sleepless I think two or three nights like we barely slept trying to figure out like first of all what happened how can we fix it uh, what's the game plan how do we communicate because obviously as soon as people lose money and like people lost money you know our delegators um, they want to know immediately like okay how do we get our money back like what's happening is this it our other nodes affected you know um, but yeah it, we took immediate action and it was very hard but um, yeah I think for us that's the more important is like the long-term reputation um, because this is not something like we promise to our delegates like every chain yeah. is slashed protected like and even if you do it if you, even if you promise it I think barely any validator has the funds to like c- re- recover all all the um, slashed uh, assets in in case of a slashing event so I think, Um, Very few validators actually have uh, funding for that or like reserves. Um, But yeah, so, and we never promised it, but I think we still wanted to do it. um, Just because like long-term reputation is more important than like short-term preserving some some funding. Yeah, sure. Um,
1: What about uh, Cosmos itself? What we could expect from uh, some kind of things will happen in the near future maybe you have some like information
0: yeah i think there's two angles like one is cosmos the ecosystem i think this year there is a lot of um adoption um obviously dydx is coming um celestia say network para chain um, the whole infrastructure is improving. IBC is getting out of Cosmos with Composable, Centauri, uh, Coreum wants to build an uh, XRP ledger, trustless integration of IBC. Uh, Nier is looking to integrate it. So I think Cosmos technology has reached a point where it's like at uh, escape velocity and will grow organically
1: what about ethereum have you heard something about development of IBC to make a like
0: ethereum connection yeah, yeah I think um, also the composable team and also polymer um, and I think data chain is also working on that as far as I know but yeah I think in the more like competitive crypto ecosystem like cosmos is definitely in the top three or four uh, maybe top three, like behind uh, Ethereum and maybe, um, yeah, maybe top two even, like to be honest. I think Polkadot also has some interesting stuff. Uh, maybe Solana but or Avalanche I think it's also very interesting. I think Cosmos is really in the top two or three. Um, so that's the Cosmos side of things. And I think for the Cosmos hub, specifically in Atom, I think there's also this new era now, the new paradigm um, with this Atom Economic Zone. I think this is also a very strong value proposition for, for the Atom token, but also for the Cosmos ecosystem, because we have this flagship chain that is now accruing real value. Um, so yeah, I'm very bullish on Atom. I'm also very bullish on like Cosmos ecosystem. Um, but yeah, it always depends how, how things go. What do you think about the Atom?
1: Uh, I think, and uh, in the post-human team, we already talked about it, that Cosmos, is like a um, kind of piece of everything is development in uh, Cosmos SDK. So if you have some atom, you have the value of development made in the Cosmos uh, GitHub, Cosmos SDK, Cosmos IBC, and so on. It's like a kind of piece of the technology behind the Cosmos. What do you think about it?
0: You mean the Cosmos Hub specifically or? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the token, Atom token, is the share of the tech tech stuff behind it.
0: Yeah, I think this depends on like the adoption for uh, consumer chains. Um, But I think when it comes to liquid staking, shared security and governance, the Cosmos Hub is maybe the most innovative chain in crypto. Um, And yeah, I think Atom is a representation of that, at least like to some degree. Um, because there are competitive hubs like, you know, Celestia even or um, Sane Network or others that are more like sector specific. Um, But yeah, it depends on like which chains want to turn into atom zones or consumer chains. Um, And then I think from there, like we also need to refine the the economic incentive models. I think right now Neutron and Stride are, are good, but I think it's not really like a a selling point from a from a financial perspective, right? It's more like a long term vision. Yeah. Um. So all this needs to also gain traction, real user demand, and this flywheel for value accrual needs to start, right? Yeah. Sure. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking about uh, also IBC and bridging stuff. Uh, have you ever have you heard something about Nomic and uh, its development is it uh, on the development and uh, about Babylon chain? They also doing some stuff with Bitcoin. Yeah,
0: I mean we have Wookie here. <laughs> I think Wookiee is the number one Nomic influencer <laughs> um, But it's uh, Shakir from stake and relax. Stake and relax. Yeah, he's also here um, but yeah, Nomic I think they are more focused on BTC as an asset and I think they have a very small team um, so we have to give them more time to come out with more information and to also um, drive more adoption. But I think this is really cool for like, Bitcoin as an asset to get into Cosmos. Um, really, really important. Um, Babylon. Um, I have more insights there, Um, I actually invested into both projects, so just so you know Um, But I think Babylon they have a much bigger team. They I think raised a lot more money Um, They also have obviously with uh, David, they have a a Stanford professor who is very very Deep into this academic research point point of it and I think Babylon wants to focus more on leveraging security of Bitcoin Um, but also um, they released a paper just now last week uh, for Bitcoin staking, which is really cool. So, you can basically take BTC the asset to secure POS chains. Um, I think this is really interesting, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, a cryptographer, I'm not technical, so I can't assess like what are the risks. I'm sure there's some, some trade-offs. maybe there's some risks attached. And um, How dare
1: you to speak uh, about crypto without tech knowledge? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's why
0: I'm only doing events
1: now. <laughs> I'm just. But
0: joking. yeah, I think it's you know that's that's why uh, I think I tweeted a lot about this. Like Cosmos is maybe not um, it's is far from complete, but it's maybe one of the most complete ecosystems in crypto, and we have this fragmentation, but that al- also allows the ecosystem to like have separate working groups or teams and separate competitors um, to work on different things, right? So Nubik and Babylon do the BDC stuff, um, getting IBC out of Cosmos with Composable Data Chain and Polymer working on this. For EVMs and Cosmos, we have Kava, Fmos, um, Chain, right? So I think we'll see a lot more like verticals and then competition within those verticals. I think that's what makes Cosmos so strong is because, you know, if you look at Avalanche, for example, I mentioned earlier, like the really cool, cool team. uh, From what I I understand, also great tech, very innovative. um, But they have one organization that runs everything. Polkadot, Parity and the Web3 Foundation, they run everything. They dictate the roadmap. They dictate their direction, the events, the marketing, the developer onboarding. It all depends on them. And in Cosmos, you have different teams. Some of them you don't even know they're in Cosmos, but um, that's I think the core strength of the ecosystem.
1: Um, do you see any like ways how Cosmos could start like grow faster from your perspective? Yeah. What is needed for this? Maybe from like social perspective, from technical perspective.
0: Yeah, I think there's many things. Um, I believe a lot into physical. Um, Events. So if you look into uh, into Solana, for example, they have the the super team, which is like a global uh, collective of local um, organizers that just recruit developers. So they host uh, hackathons and workshop sessions, seminars around the world. Um, And they have local teams and representatives for that. It's all Solana Foundation funded, as far as I understand. So that doesn't work in Cosmos, but I think Cosmos, through this DAO structure and DAO funding, like there's a way maybe that we could have something like that to recruit developers in a very aligned way around the world, funded through on chain governance or like through treasury, right? Um, So I think developer recruitment needs to be much more aligned. I think right now it's very chaotic, like nobody feels accountable. Number two I just think like overall uh, content and marketing which is something that the community has to do because the ICF won't do it um, informal won't do it like we really have to do that um, but I also think we need to come up with a, with a compensation mechanism for creators or event organizers that is fair um, so I think this is something like where we really need to figure out like how do we compensate creators um, and yeah, just overall, um, I think business development is another one, like just, you know, if you look at going back to Avalanche, like they have partnerships with, with Amazon, with um, Toc, like a giant uh, electric vehicle company in Turkey. Um, they have all these like big names, ThreadFire, Web2, funds. In Cosmos, same thing, nobody feels accountable. So I think the community can do much better BD Um, um, And yeah, I think those are the most important things. Like how Cosmos can grow faster is just by being more aligned and onboard more people um, around the world. I think you can't answer on this question
1: right now. But how to learn Cosmos if you just come to the sphere? For example, someone from this event would like join to Cosmos. And how to like become familiar from the
0: scratch? yeah that's um i think the main problem because even here like the question is now okay you come to this event you meet some people but then what's next right um so i think um most important thing is to like you know follow and, and get involved on on twitter and on youtube follow your channel follow my channel start consuming content uh, go to more meetups um build communities like, that's why we have the Atom Bali Telegram group. For everybody that's in Bali, like, join this group and, like, just exchange ideas, maybe start meeting regularly. Um, and, yeah, I think, yeah, it really depends also, like, what, what you want, right? Like, if you're a developer, you need to speak to other people than, for example, if you're uh, a content creator or a marketing person. Um, but, yeah, I think... That's exactly the biggest challenge It's like, people don't know where to start. Um, so we're trying, you know, with these events, with Cosmoverse, with CryptoCito content. And making to, these like, videos. <laughs> making these <laughs> videos, you know. Yeah, we're trying to, um, to help people to understand Cosmos better and then um, to maybe maybe become part of the community. So that's really the most important thing okay and maybe you know
1: some kinds of uh like trends what will happen next like uh next uh, paradigm of the market so we had like uh nfts game fi and yeah. stuff and stuff what will be next
0: if uh, yeah. you have some good question i think about it? i think there there will be like a next wave of of defy like defi point 2.0 with you know features like concentrated liquidity that just went live on the is like To just make the overall DeFi experience uh, more efficient and also safer. Um, I think interoperability is actually one big narrative that will... Sorry, I wouldn't agree on the
1: point that uh, like supercharged liquidity is much safer or more safer. I think
0: more efficient. Uh, Yeah, yeah, more efficient, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. But I mean safer in the sense like, you know, I think the last, um, the first DeFi summer, Towards the end of the defense summer, we had remember these this whole like food coins, right? And, like spaghetti and kimchi. And, like I think this was like purely experimental, early stage stuff, and like even Terra UST, right? Which was, was like minting UST with Luna and then depositing into Anchor. Like that's what I mean. Like we learn from these things. Yeah. I hope. That's why I'm saying like next DeFi summer will probably be safer in that sense and we have more established protocols that have been around for years, like Osmosis for example.
1: But at the same time, full of the new mistakes that yeah, we have to make. <laughs>
0: that's true, <laughs> um, but I think DeFi uh, for sure, NFTs also definitely, but I'm, I'm not too big into that. Um, but it's obviously it's culture. I think NFTs are culture, so it is more about like uh, like new step for NFTs, like real world
1: assets, yes. like tokenization and other stuff.
0: Yeah, I also believe really in, in that. Yeah, like tokenization uh, specifically, and I also think interoperability. So, you know, I think Chainlink announced or launched uh, what is it called, CC IP or something. Um, Avalanche launched their um, Warp Messaging, which is like the IBC equivalent there. Um, Polkadot launched XCM or is going to launch it soon. So I think we see this new wave of uh, interoperability and, and also app chains, which is why I think Cosmos is so undervalued, because Cosmos has been doing this for many years now in production. Like IBC has been live for two and a half years now almost. So We have safe bridges. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at also chains like Wormhole that are coming up um, There's just going to be more and more interoperability so That in the end of the day like as a user you don't even care what chain you're on like it doesn't matter like what what's what's the underlying Chain if that's an L2 L1 app chain Cosmos zone, whatever It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Like I think we will get to this point eventually It just takes more and more time but I think interoperability is going to be one big narrative. Also,
1: are you speaking about the fourth generation of blockchains? If uh, Polkadot is the third and Cosmos also is third one, Ethereum is the second one, Bitcoin is the first one, and you are speaking about the next generation, like a like more like uh, more thing, uh, this thing much more looking like Internet of blockchains, literally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's always hard, like, this second, third generation. I think um, there's probably the the end game is probably that we'll just have this internet of of applications and chains where people honestly, like, if you come to these events, like, even the conversations people are having is is still very technical about um, certain projects, architectural designs, validation, like, I think in 10 years from now, like if you go to a crypto event, it's just talking about products, you know, and not about the technology. So I think that's really the end game is like to make this crypto uh, infrastructure as seamless and invisible as possible for especially end users um, that they don't care. And like, they just want to build products. They want to build websites. They want to build applications, you know, and reach consumers. So I think that's the end game. And like, no matter how we get there, I think we will get there. But um, and I think Cosmos has the best vision and philosophy to, to reach that level. Are you happy to be here
1: for uh, this current <laughs> state of crypto and uh, looking in the future Would it bright or dark? Uh...
0: No, I think it's. Uh, I, I'm a very positive person. Like if you watch my videos, I'm always <laughs> positive. I don't like to engage too much into drama. Uh, I'm not a, like, negative guy, like, you know. This is Don,
1: <laughs> Don Kryptonian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, and it's probably good to have, like, also other people that are more more negative. Um, but yeah, I'm very positive, always have been, always will be. Um, so I always look into, like, what can I learn from this? Even if some something fails, like, what can we learn from this? Like, failure is not negative, it's just we can learn from it so right now i feel as always extremely positive and bullish about uh, the future um, there's going to be a lot of road bumps there's going to be a lot of uh, scams a lot of drama you know like we just went through a lot i mean with terra with ftx with gary gensler and the whole sec stuff like we went through so much but still this is uh, the future it's the fastest growing industry in the world i believe crypto um, it's for the better for the people and i lived for one year in colombia like i've seen with my own eyes how people are like struggling s- struggling really. and they want to get into crypto because they you know people in venezuela which is like the neighbor country they all came to colombia because they have restricted uh financial access they have restricted they, they literally we made an event in 2019 in medellin colombia at the peak of the the, the madness in venezuela and there was one project that came and they made Bolivar art, which is basically they made handbags out of Venezuelan Bolivar banknotes, like out of their physical like currency. And just for me to see that, it's like crypto is, not, is, is unstoppable. It's the future. Um, yeah, that's why I'm always very bullish. But of course, at the same time, nobody knows like what's happening with Atom, um, what's happening with Cosmos. This is all early stage experimental technology like i'm never also like laser focused and set on on my opinion like this is the future and it will never die like we've seen it over and over like people said that about Terra, and it died overnight like this it's all um, risky it's all experimental but, but eventually interesting. We'll, we get there but
1: interesting exciting and yeah exactly this is the things that we have to do by like ourselves. The future of these things we have to like develop uh by our own like potential things that we could
0: like make an impact. Yeah. Yeah, and I really believe it will have an impact and it already has. I mean so many people have texted me over the years, like, hey I'm working in crypto now, best decision. Obviously people also come to make money, which is also great. You know, if you're in crypto long enough, I think there's no way that you're not making money, like if you're in the industry for five, six years. So I think, yeah, it's um, it's a industry full of opportunities. You want to um, make
1: money, come here. You want to make content, come here. You want to make code, come here. And everything is like, uh, most of the things are making in crypto are like 20, 20 30, 50% more in like pay
0: yeah yeah it's like yeah but at the same time also like you know we talked earlier about movers and um, events and like if you start something yourself like it's like a entrepreneur right like you start with an idea you have no salary you have no clarity you have no customers you have no revenue like you have to take a huge risk and that's also why I think right now crypto is like very negative because Nobody wants to come work in the industry because they have maybe a, a normal day job and they get a, a salary every single month. They don't have to worry about anything. In crypto, you're, you're taking on more risk because it's so uncertain in many ways, um, especially short term. Like, and if you have a family, like, it's I know understand. Like, it's a different situation. But yeah, if you take the risk, I think there's potential reward. Um, and yeah, in many cases, life-changing reward.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, agree yeah and I think it would be the last thing maybe you want to like tell something for those who will watch this video like for it maybe developers it doesn't matter for developers uh, like content creators validators
0: yeah I think the main thing is really to um, to take more accountability and take action i think that's the only thing you can do right now is to take action Um, i think a lot of people especially on twitter like they're they're more like complaining criticizing um the airdrop is too small or this is that (laughs) like coin is not moving if you want your coin to go up then do something about it like organize events create content work in a project learn coding like really Take action. You can contribute. Everybody can contribute. Make impact. Um, become a validator. Like anything, right? Like, and be, be also strategic about it. I think just doing it because somebody said it like also won't help. You have to be um, authentic about it. You have to be real. You have to have fun doing it. Um, but I think everybody will find space if they really want to. Uh, I just think like many people they they would like to, but don't not really like they. They don't want to take the risk you know they, they they rather just have anonymous accounts on twitter and complain and not really take action and like do something about it right Yeah. so yeah it's really especially now i think we're in the end of the bear market i think now is the best time to really start like build something because it will be a huge leverage in the next bull run
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, so, delegate to StakeSito, visit Cosmoverse, visit local Atom events, and uh, welcome to Cosmos Ecosystem. See you next time.
0: Thank you. See you.